Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, uh, July 18th. It is a Monday. Decent Nebraska summer day, not too hot, not too humid, not too windy, just kind of stale, stale and hot, I guess. I'm your host, Jack Riggins. This is Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is back producing the show. Johnny, I don't even know where you went Friday. Where'd you go? I went camping for the weekend. Oh, that's right. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was uh, It was quite the adventure. went with a bunch of friends, and uh, Friday, weather was, it was hot. It was great, and you know we didn't let the heat bother us, and we knew we knew the rain was going to be coming Saturday, and uh, it got to the point where it started raining, so we all got in our tents, and then the wind picked up, and we're just playing cards in the tent, and then we decided to go check out the rest of the campground and saw that all of our tents collapsed. Yeah. So we had to call it a little early, but it was adventures like that that said, well, we have stories for years to come, can't wait to go camping again. Well, you got to anchor those tents down. <laughs> I guess so. You do. You you've you've got to. I was fortunate enough that when the the winds kind of died down, my tent actually picked itself back up. There you go. Like I, I was impressed. There you go. But, well, sometimes uh, you know, sometimes everything works out in your favor. Um I do have to say uh lot going on as always. Uh, you know, that's kind of a standard radio show host line, and I think I've fallen in. I've done radio enough now that I fall into always well, saying that. I, I have, <laughs> a lot going on. Of course there's a lot going on, I, but, I, I mean, some things are different than others. I love how you say that. So I'm also filling in for the morning show all week this week. Well, up until Friday, I, Caleb Henry, is in Minnesota enjoying his That's right. fishing trip. So um, I am filling in today through Thursday and Jack Mitchell on the air this morning was talking about how there's not a lot going on right now. Yeah, but. it's all about uh, you know the optics and what you're covering or your focus is. I will say, uh, had a great show with I Caleb Henry Friday, and he's got big personal things, great personal things going on this week, and uh, we wish him the best with all of that. But uh, you know, he's got a growing family. He talks about it uh, uh, quite a bit, and he sounds like he's got a. Great week, kind of off, um, and well-deserved. I I truly enjoy working with him. But I also enjoy working with you, Johnny Cadillac. Likewise, likewise. Of course. Um, all right. You know, folks, I'm sure out there in the workplace, it, hopefully, at least for me, I have to be like in patterns to be a successful human being. <laughs> and one of my greatest patterns now is when I come into the studio, I say hi to Johnny and I get my styrofoam cup and I walk around to the front of broadcast house and there is broken rail nitro brew coffee kegger, I call it. And to me, right, because I don't hit the I don't hit the alcohol anymore. To me, it is like a Guinness. And I so love hitting that broken rail nitro brew coffee out of the kegerator that when I first saw it, I thought it was a true kegerator. And I was like, wow, this, I've never really seen that in a business before. But it's not. It's coffee. And it's great coffee. Um, and it is a huge part of how I start my drive time Lincoln day every day. And I was I enjoy it so much that I was like, I'm going to talk about it on the air for just a bit. Because I hope that everybody out in Lincoln, Lancaster County and out west and everybody that listens to the show has something like that in their day. Because it just... 
it gets me going and in the mood to hopefully deliver a fun show and some good content for you um, as we roll. Uh, we could be pretty normal, I hope. Uh, we'll have Twitter Tuesday tomorrow, whatever Wednesday on Wednesday. I will be gone on Thursday. I've got me a golf dealio competition. And then I'll be back. Doug Fitzgerald will be in on Thursday. Um, I'll be back for First Time Caller Frogman Friday. Again, we're going to keep trying to get the first time callers or maybe second time callers. It was kind of nice with Caleb in because he didn't know who to screen and not to screen Johnny. Right. He's not, he doesn't know our audience as good as he knows the LNK Today audience. So, uh, But we ended up having a great Friday. It was a good show. I enjoyed the interaction. Um, and we'll see you know, where that goes. I do. Natalie Weiss, if you're out there listening, I texted you uh love for you to come on if you get some time this week uh to break down um the press release that you put out with your group uh i think it's uh well deserves some time on the air and i think that i can facilitate uh with you here um you know what you guys are uh putting out there and and kind of perspective and i think it's good so shoot me back via text and we'll see if we can line something up all right, you know I have to say it, and I've debated all day. Mask mandates back for city employees. <laughs> I, folks, I, I, I don't know where to go with this. Um, I mean, I have said all I can say on it in the last mask mandate, and nothing has changed. Things have only gotten better for society at large and here in Lincoln and Lancaster County. But at the same time, I'm not surprised. As I have said, I have fully expect a mandate to be back in effect specifically for school and school-aged children. And it's a trend line. So we are trending that way. It starts with mask for city employees and you know the needle inching closer to the vaunted orange or red um and i just honestly i don't i don't want to get into a fight about it with anybody the bottom line is myself many many folks in lincoln and lancaster county are going to be against it we clearly see uh, a a different side of COVID and masking and its effectiveness than, say, the mayor or the health director or other leaders. And, you know, I don't think there's anything that changes it, it can change it if they go down that path. Um, but I will remind everybody, you are a free citizen and free to, you know, do what you want for your own health. Um, and I feel very sorry for city employees that they would have a mandate. Um, yeah. It's just, I, I'm sure at some point we'll restart the counter, but I'm not there yet. Let's just hope it doesn't happen. And you've heard my thoughts if it gets back into the school. Uh, we're going to talk about Paul Pelosi. He's not just getting DUIs out there, but he's magically investing in semiconductors before his wife's led Congress uh, votes on giving $52 billion. 
uh, to semiconductors. I've never understood, and I want to talk about a little, how politicians who essentially are just like us military folks magically get rich. Um, it's really something in my heart that drives me nuts in our current system. Um, yesterday, uh, friendly fire with uh, Stu Kearns, um, a senior pastor at Zion Church in Lincoln. He has a great show here on KLIN. Um, excuse me, it was Saturday morning, and uh, he had a guest, former Navy chief, uh, so a shipmate of mine, Skip McFerrin, 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 if I'm pronouncing it wrong, Skip, I'm sorry, um, On um, and he talked about the convention. Eh, I mean, it was his perspective. I, I see things a little different. There were some good things in there. There were some things I would have said, yeah, I don't know if that's characterized right, but as a, another conservative and Navy man, I certainly appreciate that he was willing to come on um, with Stu Kearns on Friendly Fire on Saturday and talk about his perspectives, because he did have some good thoughts, but I also think a lot of what went on Saturday, unless you were there, or maybe the minutia of it can be misinterpreted and, you know, and no doubt has a lot of conservatives around the state, uh, you know, in a, in, in a kind of feeling of unknown right now um and then we've got some great immigration numbers out that i, I want to go over with you all uh, because i think we just got to pay attention to what's really going on in the southern border but my gosh richard has called in today right out of the gate richard what are you doing on a monday Commander, I, I was listening to the talk about camping and tents blowing down, and I was just curious as to whether you were ever in Boy Scouts as you were growing up, or did you go to camps in the summer? Well, good question. Uh, good question, Richard. I did uh, attend a few camps. We'll call them uh, YMCA camps. Um and such around Fremont, Nebraska. We have a lot of great lakes, as you know, around Fremont, tons of them. And so the YMCA up there, I think, is one of the best in the nation world. Um, and the staff there has always reached out. And it's kind of a generational thing in Fremont where um, people kind of grow up through the YMCA, whether it be sports programs or outdoor programs. And then as we get into junior high and high school, we start to help out by counseling down and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, across sports, across, uh, you know, summer camps. And so I definitely attended some of those, have some great memories and stories. Can't remember the lake right now. They actually have some log cabins out there. I also attended some camps uh, called Camp St. John at Mount Michael up in Elkhorn. Um, those are probably the most memorable. I really um, enjoyed that. If if you don't know Mount Michael up there and, and the Benedictines have, you know, horses, they have a stable, they have lots of land. Um, and so that was a more small group setting, but you certainly would learn archery. And again, that's where I got my love of horses from and, uh, yeah. And stay outdoors, canoeing, tubing, you know, through that, of course we used to canoe and tube, uh, down the river, uh, right there, (laughs) you know, as you, as you cross over, uh, into Fremont, right. You know, you come, come down the hill if you're coming from Lincoln, and uh, you go right across uh, the Platte River there, and, uh, you know, that was always a summer spot. So I was very much an outdoors kid. Um, usually, oftentimes, my parents would have to find me somewhere. You know, we didn't have cell phones, and so they'd yell. But I I was outdoors, as I am pretty much today as an adult. Um, but I didn't, uh, I didn't ever join the Boy Scouts. Um, 
and but I will tell a funny story about the reason I didn't join the join the Boy Scouts, and I think the Boy Scouts is a phenomenal organization for young people to learn. Um, you know, learn teamwork, learn skills, learn life lessons, learn uh, a bunch of things that can make you a successful citizen in the United States of America, both, you know, boys and girls. But uh, back in the day when kind of everybody was getting into it, uh, I went to the meeting and I, w- I very much wanted to be a Boy Scout. And I don't know why, but my father, father that raised me, which was my third father, um, he got into a fight with the Boy Scout leader given the briefing. And I don't remember what it was about, but it, to me, as a young child, I think I was in the third grade, it, it, I remember it. And and my dad had some colorful language. He was a Marine and an Air Force guy, so you know he, he clearly knew how to speak sailor. And uh, he dropped some F-bombs in that meeting and... Uh, you know, I have to suspect the Boy Scout troop up in Fremont, Nebraska, wasn't very big. So I, I think that just kind of led to me uh, thinking, well, this isn't going to work out. And uh, so I guess, Richard, what I would say is instead I had to just go join the United States Navy to learn all those skills later. But uh, I, I remember it as it was yesterday. It's actually a funny question that you'd ask that. But I've done some speaking and some motivation for um for Eastern Nebraska Boy Scouts over the years uh, since I've been back. And um, and like I said, I, I think the world of the organization and, and I think the world for anybody and groups individually like Johnny just did. Get out in nature. We have some great state parks here and, and places to go. Um, it's, it's, it's really good to have other skills than just urban survival skills. I mean, I am... I am proud to say that I'm an Eagle Scout. So yeah, that's I awesome. I don't Congrats. remember if you knew that or not, but yeah, it's it's one honor I definitely hold true true to me. So yeah, well, and the truth is, Richard and an audience. I mean, and I can't hide because you know, there's a lot of people in Lincoln that grew up with me. There's a lot of people in Fremont, even around Omaha. I mean, there's a. I'm an outgoing guy. I meet people, and and I can't hide from my past. Trust me when I say. I in no way, shape, or form, even if my dad had been nice to the the briefer, the Cub Scout leader or whatever at the time, it, the discipline was not there for me to uh, fit in to kind of, whether it be just wearing the uniform, learning the skills, wasn't going to happen. And I'm going to be honest, wasn't going to happen even in high school if I had a ROTC program in high school. Uh, I was behind the curve. I I was very much sports ruffian. And even for the coaches that coached me in sports, I was kind of the typical guy that went off the playbook, right? Like I, I, I audibled a lot. Um, and so I, you know, I did not learn, um, we'll call it even, you know, in the military, the most basic, you know, close order drill, marching, like, I was not mature enough at that stage of my life and not until about 2021 uh, to begin seeing the value in those things, which today I champion and always hope that when I tell stories like this, young people will hear me and learn from my mistakes. But I just wasn't built for that stuff yet. And I I had to learn that all real quickly, um, you know, in um, Naval ROTC down at the University of Nebraska, if I was going to be successful and the university just to get through college and then of course in the military but yeah there's definitely an easier way of doing things young people um the commander wouldn't have been the best example of doing it the most efficient and best way as a young person 
<laughs> do the opposite. No, but good programs. I think I would have enjoyed it as I do now. But you did make it on to kind of succeed in the area that oh, yeah. did require you to wear uniforms. So. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I bet you didn't know this. Um, 207,000 illegal immigrants came across the border in June. Right? That's the highest number for June on record. It's a 527% increase over last June. Think about that, folks. Think about that for a country like ours that has the resources, the manpower to have a secure border. Whether you believe in the wall, whether you just believe in it being patrolled, think about that. There is no way that happens unless it's by design. It's so sad for America, some of the policies that are coming out of Washington, D.C. right now. So sad for America. All right, 1,499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, I was just uh, breaking down some interesting statistics uh, about the border. Um, Not really breaking them down, just giving you the facts. Um, Like I said, 527% increase over June 20. 20 last you know two years ago that's crazy so we've had 150,000 illegal crossings for 16 straight months folks there have been over 200,000 illegal crossings for four months in a row think about that let's just go with um 16 straight months in a row 150,000 that means eight more Lincoln Nebraskas have come into the United States. <laughs> and 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 then some. And then some. Um there's been more illegal crossings in FY twenty two, which is now, than in all of FY twenty one. Which FY twenty one was the worst on record. And we've already beaten that and we're in June, July. We're in July. We're halfway done. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, some would say, America, you get uh, the government, uh, you always get the government that you deserve. Well, there you go. We don't care about the border. It impacts everybody. Um, Sad. On a good news, did I call it? You weren't here, Johnny, but caller called in. We talked golf and the open. I do believe I called Cameron Smith on Friday, folks. I do believe I called him. Or I said I I think he had the best chance. Maybe not. But uh, I really enjoyed talking about the Open. And I finally got to kind of sit down and look at some of the coverage on Sunday. And uh, for golfers out there, pretty cool championship. A guy coming from essentially... Uh, what, four back, three back? I mean, shot a record score at the end. It was epic for golfers. 1,499 KLI. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, second segment here on July 18th. I am Jack Riggins, host of Drive Time Lincoln. Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. And just a programming note, Chris Lothring has had to leave the building early, so I'm a little bit scared if I have to give a traffic report. Oh, no. Plus, I just love his voice. I always say that, but how can you not? I was just thinking, I'm just sad that we're going to be without his voice for the... Yeah, remainder for t- of the next 20 minutes. I know. What are we going to do with ourselves? I don't know. We've got more stuff to talk about, though. Let's finish up uh, before we get to Paul Pelosi <laughs> and how is it that magically politicians, some, not all, become very rich um, in serving the country on generally what's on paper a meager scale, you know, similar to anybody that serves the country. And then um, I do want to comment on um, – Stu Kern's great show, Friendly Fire, that's on Saturday on KLIN, and his uh, kind of interview with Skip McFerrin from Wymore, um, who was a delegate like I was at the uh, NEGOP convention, and just some takes, because there's a lot of word out there, and obviously everybody's entitled to your thoughts and opinion, and I suspect that, you know, depending on how you feel, you know, in time, you know, as they say, time heals all wounds. Um, but yeah, if you're a conservative, it, it was an interesting time. So we'll just talk about that a little bit. Uh, but let's just finish up on this immigration thing, you know, a national story. Um, so of all the numbers I gave you, right, you know, of all the numbers, right, that didn't include the over 800,000 gotaways that have escaped into the U.S. since Joe Biden took office. So you've got another um, almost three. More Lincoln, Nebraska's running around America. <laughs> I mean, this is crazy. So here's the facts. Why? Why did this happen? How has this happened? Well, Biden reduced prosecutions for illegal crossings by 80% in fiscal year 21. He tied the hands of ICE, because that's what happens when you do that, leading to 90% fewer deportations. And he's granting de facto amnesty to one million illegal immigrants by 2024. I just can't find in my research, nor can anybody in Washington, D.C. or any elected official explain to me, or in my opinion, the whole American public, why this is good for America's not only national security, but America's society. It's just really sad, folks. And it just doesn't seem like we want to focus and pay attention on issues that severely impact our nation at times. Uh, Real frustrating. Well, speaking of frustrating things, I I mean, this is comical, right? Uh, 
Paul Pelosi goes out and gets a DUI. You know, I have no idea if it's first or his last or whatever, but you know, it's certainly embarrassing for Nancy Pelosi and the family. Um, and as you know, this is not Jack Riggins drive time Lincoln breaking news. There are many politicians over the years, um, that have gotten rich by being in office, including Joe Biden, right on his meager salary that he has had for 40 years being a government service employee, an elected official. But the reason this makes national news is Paul Pelosi, Nancy's husband, uh, purchased more than a million dollars of stock in semiconductor companies recently. And Congress is slated to vote on a $52 billion subsidy to the industry as part of the bill to increase U.S. manufacturing of computer chips to make country less reliant and more competitive with China. Well, so that bottom part, the subsidy, I mean, that I can see that kind of making sense. I don't know all the specifics, but sure, let's get some of that manufacturing here in the U.S. The part about Paul Pelosi just magically knowing that, man, I... I should invest because you right, you want to invest before a stock goes up so you make more money. Are we really to believe that there he had no foreknowledge of this? Are we really to believe that he just magically picked that a week before this vote is to take place? <laughs> I mean, folks, come on. And this is why it's kind of funny, right? When we bring it back home to Nebraska, like depending on what your political leanings are, what you think of different politicians, you know, in some way, that's when it's nice. And by the way, I I think Governor Ricketts has been great conservative governor for the state. I think conservatives, we're happy to have him, right? We're happy to have him. But let, like, look at their family. I mean, they started from very little. They built their own company, right? I mean, we go into TD Ameritrade, right? You know, and, and that that growth of the true American dream from middle class family to, you know, growing something into what will become TD Ameritrade, right? And then the sell of it. I mean, that's about as American as it gets. So when we look at Governor Ricketts, well, he doesn't need to make money off of being the governor, right? They made money the way you're supposed to make money in America. We could look at Jim Pillen. Guess what? Jim Pillen doesn't have to be an elected official to figure out how to go make millions of dollars and change, you know, generational money. He's already done it. That's kind of what, in my opinion, is kind of nice. Not everybody has that opportunity. We all have our own goals. Not everybody is to build um, enterprises, so to speak. Um, You could say the same about Charles Serbster. He's created his own you know, business and made money. And then they, you know, in in the case of those three gentlemen, as an example of has made money, made businesses multiple, and then they've decided to volunteer to serve. I don't understand how Nancy Pelosi, as long as she's been in office, and then things like this that come out with her husband, Paul, or Joe Biden, right, 40 years, riding a train from Scranton, and then, you know... (laughs) You know, his son, you know, with these multi-million dollar companies magically, just magically created them. And, you know, Joe just happens to be given 950,000 barrels of oil to Chinese companies of our strategic reserve that, you know, hunters companies are invested in. I mean, it's comical. So it's like you have that dynamic 
which should never be there. There's nothing good that can come of that in the Biden and Pelosi example. And then there's the example of the Pete Ricketts, the Jim Pillins, the Charles Herbsters, where they've made their money and then they're serving, right? I mean, they're not in the office to benefit financially from this. And I believe this kind of goes at all levels, right? I mean, it just it, it's sick. It doesn't help the American people one freaking bit. Not one freaking bit. It's just silly. I but I have to I, I have to report it because it's like I don't know if anybody's paying attention to it. I mean you gotta know this. You gotta know this about these people. You gotta fact check and you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with a Donald Trump that made his money and decides to serve. I don't think there's anything wrong with Pete Ricketts having been successful in his family deciding to serve. They've represented conservative values well. They go about doing it very differently, but they 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 represent the values of conservatives in their areas well. You know, same with Jim Pillen, same with Charles Herbster. You know, what Paul Pelosi did makes me question whether Nancy is representing her area, or in her case, all of America well. It's really, it's ethical questioning. And we should ethically question these people. No doubt about it. Same with Joe Biden. But it just seems like it, it's just the, the Democrat side. And of course there's Republicans that do this. Of course there's Libertarians that do this. But I mean, you know, just how did we get here? How did we get here? So silly. Um, so there's just so much there. Um, I thought the best uh, text today <laughs> was from Scott <laughs> with regard to the mask campaign. And maybe if the uh, mayor runs again, her campaign slogan should be make COVID great again, again in Lincoln. Yeah. Amen. Scott, I don't even think she needs to have that campaign slogan. I think that that she's just her actions have have said that and will continue to say that. Make COVID great again, again in Lincoln, and then maybe we'll have a third again. I don't know. Bouncing back and forth, my man Sam out at Pioneers Golf Course says that uh, David Faraday might be going to the live. Golf Digest is reporting it now. Thanks for that, Sammy, because. Uh, that's big. You know we're big on on the Live Golf versus PGA Tour, DP Tour fight, at least in my household and in my brain. Not so much on this show, but still have to report that. Um, all right, Brian, I'll give you two minutes. Brian, welcome back to Drive Time, Lincoln. Hi, this is Brian, driving westerly on Highway 2. Probably shouldn't be talking on the phone. But anyway... One to say about the Pelosi story. Actually, I didn't have time to look up the details on the Pelosi story, but I know that talk about aid for the chip sector has been on CNBC for a month now, so it wouldn't have been any insider trading if he already knew about it from CNBC. Oh, uh, Brian, do you expect anybody to believe that Nancy Pelosi's husband, oh, I saw it on CNBC, so therefore I'm going to go invest in it? It would depend on when he bought. I didn't have a chance to look that up. Did you have a chance to look that up? It's in the last week. Oh, in this last week? Well, then it's been known for months that that was going to happen. So really, it's not insider trading. Fair. I didn't say it was insider trading. I didn't say that. I said the ethical and the morals about it, because you you and I both know, it doesn't matter what side of the aisle people are on, they know how to use the rules as they're written. And it is true. The speaker does it 
own any stock in it. So, of course, it's all going to be legal. I'm talking just about the ethical and moral optic of it. And I'm just saying it was no secret. Also, how Joe Biden could get rich. Well, you know, anyone who's been a high-ranking politician, they can write books where they get kind of a person to help them write it or make speeches. And, and you're so you're saying it. you're completely comfortable that there's never been any shenanigans with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden over the years in in making money. I do know that I have yet to see any evidence that Hunter Biden was giving half his income to support his extended family, which would be hiding income from the IRS and would be a major crime. So I've yet to see any evidence of all these. So you're saying you don't you feel that everything's above board there. That's all I'm asking you. I'm asking for evidence. Fair. I haven't seen it. Fair. thing I've seen actually verified is that he might not have reported all of his income or that he was acting, uh, trading as foreign agent for foreign companies. All right. Nothing on uh, Joe. All right. still honest, as far as I can tell. All right. Uh, thanks for your day. Thank Bye. you. Well, again, I think that uh, I'm not going to discount Brian. You know, evidence is evidence. And if I'm going to sit up here and talk about law and order and the justice system, then, you know, none of us truly do know until it uh plays out, uh, if ever, in a court of law under our system, and uh, that will always be the best we get if if something were to come to light. And so I can't argue with Brian's logic there, um, you know, but at the same time, I would say also in our justice system, you know, O.J. Simpson also didn't kill Nicole Brown Simpson. So, I mean, it, a lot of these things when it comes to big and powerful people um, you have to make your own judgment, and in our case, who we go vote for. I respect Brian's thought process on it. Um, friendly Fire with Stu Kearns um, and Skip McFerrin from Wymore. I thought that Skip's uh, review of the convention, and I don't think we're ever going to get there's really no facts. I know there's a tape of it, and maybe you could play it out, but there's really no point. And I think it just comes down to there's differences of opinions leading up into the GOP convention last Saturday on um, the way the Republican Party handled its internal business and maybe culture. And and he is not wrong to feel uh, – he's not wrong on any of his opinions. Everybody can have their opinions. I think that – when I listened to uh, Stu Kern's great interview with him um, on Friendly Fire, having been there myself, I thought some of it was a little kind of misleading. Um, as I recall, all of the speakers uh, were welcomed with open arms um, and clapped for. I mean, there wasn't this um, very divisive, uh, as it's been reported, you know, for that part. All of the speakers were met with loud applause. Of course, they would be. Um, and as a matter of fact, the only time that I can recall, um, that there was like kind of booing or anything, uh, was really, um, in some of the internal, uh, back and forth, but you know, it's already been said, and I don't think even conservatives and certainly delegates, you know, I don't think everybody understands the constitutional process and Robert's rules, I mean, the parliamentarian, uh, you know, not certified, but led this by the rules. I mean, this was all done by legal vote 
of the Constitution of the Republican Party underneath Robert Rules by a, a, a professional parliamentarian who essentially makes sure make makes sure all the procedures are followed. And it was contentious. Um, I would say that any time there's power struggles um, in a vote of the people, yeah, not not everybody I think is going to be uh, briefed in on what may or may not happen. Why? Because, well, one side's going to fear another side might find out and 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 stop it. I mean, that's just how it goes, right? That's how campaigns are. You know, campaigns have strategies, and there certainly was a well-organized strategy behind it. I don't buy into that. Uh, the new chairman, Eric Underwood, it was a power grab. I would say he was the chosen leader of a movement of a vast majority of conservatives across the state um, to harness and do this. And I also know that many people that were in the NEGOP were also aware through transparency of this potential happening. Many leaders in the GOP, um, you know, but it's up to a vote. So just because you're aware of what might happen doesn't mean it's going to happen, right? It's a vote. Um, And so, yeah, in the end, I can see that there's going to be some fractures in the conservative base for a while, and in time, it'll get back. But make no mistake about it, conservatives are going to show up in November and get Mike Flood and Jim Pillen where they need to go. 1,499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, Drive Time Link and the People's Platform. We got Jacob on for a response to Brian's call. Jacob, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I'm calling in response to Brian. Uh, it's my opinion that he kind of tried to rubber hose you for facts uh, on this, uh, <laughs> on this uh, corruption thing. Uh, any, of, any of your listeners, Brian, starting with Brian, to go to the library and check out Laptop from Hell by Molly Schweitzer, or Mo- Molly Hemingway, and then uh, Red Handed, the book by Peter Schweitzer, which de- details. Uh, uh, Jacob, we had a lot of interference there. Um, we <laughs> so I had to cut you off. Tell you what, call back tomorrow. We'll have a clear line. We'll get you on. We could talk about it a little bit longer. Just bad connection. It happens. Uh, no big deal. Um, I certainly think you have some good thoughts uh, on on Brian and uh, no no problem. And you have some good reference material there. But I want to give you your due time. And who knows? Maybe the Chinese were zoning in on us or something like that. I'll tell you what, folks. Maybe if you're listening. Hey, Twitter tomorrow is Twitter Tuesday. I'm at Riggins underscore Jack. Why don't you, the audience, let's get some audience participation. Send me potentials. Send me potentials, the drive time Lincoln Twitter of the day throughout the day, and we will pick one and get it on air and talk all about it. So send me your potential tweet of the day for drive time Lincoln at Riggins underscore Jack on Twitter, and we will talk about that and whatever else is going on. As we continue to sail this ship right down O Street. <laughs> 1499 3KLIN.